This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. When we were kids, there were guys in our lives who taught us lots of stuff. Mine taught me how to go fishing on our boat if the sea wasn't rough. They showed us how we could do our best and how to raise the bar. They'd always be saying you're special and we believe that you're a star. Being a dad, being a dad, being a dad. Welcome to another week of thoughts, experiences, discoveries. Fun and astonishments at being a dad of two eight-year-old Ashley, and this week on Free FM eight nine point zero, we uh, have um, a nature's theme cake. The planning and implementation of a nature's theme cake. This has been a lot of fun this week, and it's, I'm absolutely amazed and so happy. Um, lost all words and how it's all turned out a lot of discovery on the way actually also uh, we've got another couple of language weeks coming up um, Tuvalu and Chinese and uh, both certainly well worth uh, looking at and valuing definitely valuing and they're leading on from that it's a bit of a discussion a bit some thoughts about bilingualism and the value of having two languages which unfortunately I don't, uh, smattering of a few words, of course, in a number, but uh, unable to converse intelligently in two languages. Sometimes it's difficult in one, but that's another story altogether. Um, And an example of a situation where many cultures who share the same language uh, appreciate and value each other's differences. School holidays are coming up, um, we're away, and what are we doing? Uh, and uh, my um, holiday reading is already set, we'll talk about that one. Uh, it's quite a serious one actually, I think it's certainly something I need to uh, be looking at and finding out more about, along with probably a number of other parents. And also I'd like to shout out a uh, shout out to Fire Alex Wakeman, Esley's lead teacher at Horatu School in Shooting Stars, she did something really neat last week and it's been very supportive for Esley and indeed Miley and we've all discovered something and uh, yes, yeah, so thanks very much. We will be uh, really appreciating just a little something that Fire Alex has done, um, especially given that there are 60, something like 60 children in her class. Of course, there are two teachers, two, three teachers, but to pick this out and uh, think about what she did. Um, great, it's absolutely right. But it's just an example of, of how much we appreciate Horatu School and an example of the experience that we've had at Horatu School. So that's our programme for this week. Uh, we'll come back after the break with Esley's native theme, uh, nature theme, Cake. 
and what's been going on all week for that one and uh, finished up today and after that uh, language week there's two language weeks coming up after the break
this week we've had an example of what seems to be a major, major development in education, and that is teaching children or enabling children to learning how to plan and implement their plans. I I recall three or four years ago when um, Katharina, oldest daughter, was talking about Shaley, who the school report said, mm, a bit short on planning. I'm thinking, hang on a minute, an eight-year-old, nine-year-old, what do you expect what kind of a planning can you would you expect from an eight, eight and nine year old? They're still thinking of the day. However, uh, watching Esley grow up, I'm astonished at the way in which she comes home with strategies for planning, and and this is the education system, presumably the education curriculum, or the way that's being taught out at Horror Two. And this week we had a wonderful example. Um, the beginning of the week, Esley designed a nature theme cake that she was determined, or she had decided, determined is the wrong word, she had decided that she was going to cook or uh, bake on, on Saturday uh, for us. The nature cake, nature theme cake, the design was, was amazing. It was a three-tier cake, three levels. Um, you know, they were sitting on top of each other. The nature theme, in terms of it was green, it was all green, and it had strawberries on it and flowers. This is the uh, the design. Uh, th- of course, it had the uh, compulsory uh, waffle cones and uh, chocolate, uh, white chocolate dip. But the theme was around nature. And okay, so we've discussed that we were discussing this. She was telling us all about this during the week. And Saturday morning, we went out shopping. She had the shopping list. She knew what she was wanting to do. Well, in actual fact, she didn't have to have a list because she had her design. And from the design was the shopping list. We went round and decided she decided to get cake mixes. And I'm going along and I'm thinking cake mixes. Okay, um, as they can make a good cake. But okay, that makes it easier. So we look at the cake mixes and I'm thinking looking at the back and the recipes, I'm thinking cake mix. Okay, all you need to do is add two eggs, milk and butter. And I'm thinking, what? What else goes into a cake? (laughs) Okay, anyway, so uh, we get three different cake mixes around and get all the sprinkles and the waffle cones and all the bits and pieces. Has we got cake tins at home? Yes, we got cake tins. Okay, that's fine. We get home. And, and of course, we look through them. We haven't got the cake tins, so back off to... Um, back to Actually, we finished up getting them from Countdown. Uh, three cake tins. And by the time we got them, of course, it was a little bit late uh, because you want to go and play with Kakala. So that's fine. It was postponed to Sunday afternoon. So Sunday afternoon. And... Uh, it was arranged for Kakala to come around and, and give her a hand, which was, I thought, great. Now, while I'm shopping, of course, I'm thinking, what? $5 for a cake mix? $6 for another one? That's three of them? You know, I'm, look, I do accounting stuff. It's just automatic. Uh, then there's, you know, $4 for this and $3 for that. And I'm thinking, what? And then I stopped. I'm like, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. This is a discovery for Esle. This is a plan for Esle. This is experience. This is learning for... And she is actually implementing a plan that she has developed. 
it's cheap at half the price i think the expression never could understand that price expression uh and then i thought hang on a minute we went to mcdonald's the other night the three of us 40 bucks and what did we get out of that actually not much not much at all actually the reason the only reason we did be we a bit short of time on the way home and it made me think about comparative expenses um we probably spent you know 25 30 dollars on on all the bits and pieces for the afternoon there was two young people there two two Eslea and her friend Kakala in the kitchen all afternoon enjoying themselves working together developing something and making something and creating something for for Miley and I and for themselves and I was just amazed. Um, and it actually made me think. So for the price of maybe a couple of tickets to Chipmunks, uh, much less than the cost of going to the movies, we had two young people enjoying themselves, working together and collaborating. Well, well worth it. And the result, of course, was a green cake with two waffle cones on and covered in... Um, covered in the white melted chocolate uh, we just realized that the strawberries are still in the fridge but that's okay um we put them in the fridge in the in the veggie thing i hope they're still okay and everyone, we were delighted absolutely delighted uh next time i think we'll probably be making the cake from the edmund's cookbook perhaps um because yeah uh, it'll be just as easy and uh, so easy but that's and it made me think, really, I suppose, again, comparative costs. Sometimes we think, hmm, these things are expensive off the shop. But the value, compare it to the value, as I said, going to a McDonald's, go to the movies. It's hard to go to the movies with two kids for less than 70 or 80 bucks. Um, and then they come away and it's all over and they've got the cup with uh, Peter Rabbit or whatever on the side and uh, and they're on something else. Um and they've been entertained, but you can be entertained at home on Netflix. So a delightful afternoon, and we've got a we've saved saved the um, plan because I think we're going to remember this afternoon, remember it very well, and uh, the the cake very enjoyable. Well, let's uh, we'll go for our second track now, second break now, and we'll come back with uh, language weeks, bit of some thoughts on bilingualism and sometimes the tension between different cultures, different dialects, but also the way in which I notice where I've found that Manitas, uh, the playgroup that Esley went to, provided a wonderful, wonderful example of communities valuing differences after the break.
Turning now to a couple of language weeks that are coming up, uh, Tuvalu Language Week, and uh, we've got the Chinese Language Week. Presumably, uh, that would be Mandarin. I'm I'm not entirely sure, but of course, there's the um, the second language, Chinese language, but uh, Mandarin, of course, is the predominant one. A couple of weeks ago, we had, of course, uh, Maori Language Week, and before that, there was the Tongan Language Week. And there is, has usually been a celebration of Spanish Language Week, Spanish Language Week, language and a film festival towards the end of September, early October. But of course, this week, the events have been um, cancelled, absolutely cancelled because of COVID-19. However, I do know that there are a lot of Spanish language speakers in the community and fully supporting and um, encouraging their children, parents encouraging their children to maintain their Spanish language. And Spanish, I think Miley was listening to someone speak Spanish a few days ago and she said it's, it's a really nice language to listen to. So that's language weeks. Uh, yes, go back to Valu. Tuvalu, apparently five, about 5,000 uh, uh, people, Tuvalans, uh, in New Zealand, and of course, des- wanting to 
continue and maintain their language and culture and identity. Um, and 5,000 people, you think 5,000 people, it's not an awful lot of people in New Zealand. Hmm, yeah, but it's really important that they do so. For I believe it is really important that they do so. And of course, the comments in the paper recently from um, a couple of community leaders, Tuvalu community leaders, saying, um, yeah, this is what we want to do. We really want to continue our cultures, our traditions, and recognizing that we are from Tuvalu. We're in New Zealand. We live in New Zealand. We value New Zealand. We appreciate and absolutely value being here. But we are from Tuvalu. And similarly, of course, Chinese population. Chinese, um, a few more. To apparently 5% of the population in New Zealand are Chinese. A lot of them higher proportion up in Auckland and I noticed the Chartwell Library has a whole Chinese section in the children's the children's section a whole section um, several shelves of Chinese language books because there is quite a significant Chinese community in the the northern side of um, of Hamilton um, yes Promoting and maintaining another's language. We have this discussion a great deal, of course, with Māori Language Week. And I recall a long time ago, back at university, um, possibly the beginnings of the resurgence of Māori language or understanding and recognition of Māori language. And we go through the times, of course, when people were condemned and criticised for speaking it. Uh, where I understand, I recall somebody, a telephone operator, when we used to have telephone operators, um, greeting someone with Kyoto, and she was heavily censored. Um, not for very long, though, of course. And uh, yeah, I personally was, I was working for New Zealand Post at the time down in Wellington, or a little bit, a couple of years after that, I had this um, jersey uh, that I, I had from the Kapahaka group in Waikato University, and was. Uh, suggested I didn't wear it because I was in head office at New Zealand Post. That's a long time ago, of course, a very long time ago. We have, of course, uh, moved on since then. And bilingualism. Yeah, bilingualism, we're, we're suggested. Not, not only um, because Māori is the second language, uh, not the second, it is an official language in New Zealand, not the second, uh, but the official language, an official, one of the three official languages in New Zealand. Um, we're encouraged to be bilingual. Unfortunately, I'm not. As I mentioned earlier, I'm smattering in a number of um, probably Pacific languages. At where I, the value of bilingual, being bilingual, or ba value of understanding another language, of course, uh, we're told that it gives you a window into two cultures, and it does. I think it does, because it enables you to connect with people, different people from a different culture and I think if there is even if you're not the language is sorry if the window is not through the actual words then it must be through being able to connect with individuals from a different culture um, and having that commonality and appreciate them and also we understand I, um, we're told that uh, having two languages aids brain development and brain to flexibility. Um, it doesn't really matter which language or which languages 
just a couple of languages. And of course, we see this a lot in Europe, uh, especially with uh, on German and Swiss borders, uh, German and French borders, people, young, young children speaking two languages, three languages. At school, of course, way, way back ago in the UK, of course, where French was in, introduced at 11, oh, Latin and French, <laughs> introduced at the age of 11, which was a bit, a bit late. Didn't make a lot of progress. Gave up Latin after one year. Uh, but yeah, so bilingualism, being, being able to speak two languages. I think it was extremely valuable. I wish in many ways that it started for me much, much earlier. Uh, much earlier. Of course, um, we're told that it's more difficult as you get, you know, add a few years. Possibly it is. I don't know. Um, I've had a go at learning a couple of languages. Um, not very successfully. You can understand. It, it's the normal thing. You can understand what people are saying, but replying is, um, is quite a different thing. So bilingualism, thoroughly support. And of course, another issue is having the freedom to speak in public which is very very important and that is probably something we all have to get a grip on is recognizing and understanding and accepting standing in the queue in the checkout queue and uh, someone speaking a couple of people speaking a language that we have no understanding about it's beginning we're beginning to have to understand things like that i think about time's running out so I think I'll go straight to a big shout out for Fire Alex Fire Alex Wakeman Esley's lead teacher at Horatu School in Shooting Stars this week uh, Alex picked out a three or four year old school journal and the story was about the mystery stones of Tonga and this is the Harmonga stones uh, and a couple of stones well no more than a couple several stones set up in a pattern um, and the story of course has been lost the story about how they got there has been lost there are a number of legends and history and legends and some beliefs around it that they may have been there for 800 years may have been there much longer and of course the purposes of course have been developed over time it was really neat to see Esley enjoying reading this journal. But what was also really neat was being Esley and Miley being able to share the same thing. And Miley said, oh, I know about those. But she was learning also from this school journal. Next time we're in Tonga, we will be going to visit those Harmonga stones uh, because they're very, very valuable, very, very important to the local community. But obviously, uh, Miley has just realised how important they are to her history and her background. That's just about our programme today. Where there's a few things that we haven't been able to talk about. Um, the way in which the Manitas communities, Hispanic community, work together and value and appreciate their own culture. And of course, we're on school holiday. Essential reading that I'm taking with me very quickly the Parent's Guide to Instagram. And, of course, I'll be reading the NetSafe Toolkit. Thanks very much for being with us. Look forward to being back with you again next Tuesday, midday to 12.30 on Free FM 89.0. Being a dad, being a dad, being a dad, being a dad. It takes time, give them time, being a 
For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.